Luis Gossett Jr. goes to war with Libya. Quentin Tarantino sucks Selma Hayek's foot, and Martin Luther King expresses his displeasure with the modern day. This week on 302010. 3 of 302010, the Love weekly pop culture time machine? Yeah. Uh, where we analyze what happened in pop culture, TVs, music, movies, games, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, and 10 years ago. Each week we're looking at 1986, 1996, and 2006. I'm your host, Brett Elston. For the rest of the year. For this year. <laughs> and uh, I'm Henry Gilbert, hey. And I'm Chris Atista. And I'm Diana Goodman. Woo! We're here! I in the jo- time tunnel. Woo! That's like a 60s reference. I wish I had yeah. t- sound effect for the time tunnel. Uh. Whoosh! <sighs> I can put in a Chrono Trigger Zap. It's the only sound effects I have are for video games. Uh, but yeah, uh, moving sequentially through the year, I mean, this brings us to January 15th to the 21st. Oh, and we talked about how boring that gets for 86. Cause no new shows, no new movies. Yeah, next mm. episode, next week, get ready, because a lot happened in 1986. Oh, boy. But January is considered a dumping ground, still, by Hollywood standards. Mm-hmm. It's oh, where yeah. things they can't figure out when to program uh, during, during the year, they all get dumped in January. Boy, there are some turds in 2000, <laughs> 2006, let me tell yeah. you. Uh, but kind of kicking things off is uh, movies for 1986 this week. Uh, oh, God. Well, uh, Adventures of American Rabbit. Oh God, yes, my time to shine. I, I know. I, I didn't want to jump right into it, but <laughs> so there's I, like apparently three weird movies like all in a row. There's Adventures of American Rabbit, yes. Heathcliff the movie. Oh God, we'll start with those two. Yes. He, so Heathcliff the movie should be illegal because <laughs> um, it's shit. I. I Watched a bit of it multiple times. I think Mel Blanc is on the brink of death, uh, voicing Heathcliff, because he's super modulated. And you've never seen a movie that begins with the intro of the TV show, because that's what this one does. And it stamps the movie, and then this clip comes up. This rain stinks. Yeah, I'm bored. Don't let Uncle Heathcliff hear. You know what he'll want to do. Did I hear you say bored? Ah, the old photo album. Now, this is when my irresistible personality landed me a job as a TV star. So that's... Eh, I truncated that. Wait, is this a... It's a clip show. It's a... The movie is a fucking clip show. Uh, And you wouldn't be surprised how long that show went on. Like, just looking up... I've always... Don't look into Heathcliff, but it, it's it's barely relevant. But like, just so you know, it had a, it had a Nintendo DS game, so it's mm. been around for a while, longer than Garfield. I think he's easier to get. He's like, oh, we can license Gar- we can license Heathcliff. We can't afford the other orange cat. Uh, Heathcliff's yes. The movie opens oh. with this. This is what the movie opens with. And at the very end, when the title comes up, they stamp the movie on it, and it is a clip. It is a so the movie is forever full frame because it's all it's all I TV show footage this all the time. So did I. I. I couldn't stand it after no. a while with Nickelodeon. I was like, I 
I would. I turn off Lassie sooner, but this would be second. On the and that's. No, I think this. This, this, this is my my little brother watched this. It was like this and Dennis the Menace mm-hmm. were really close to each other. On uh, lots like, of good Phil Hartman in that. And oh, oh my god, there were so many times I would put on big clamshell headphones, not plug them into anything, <laughs> and just walk around the house like that, so I didn't have to hear this song. And, and here's here's where I think pop culture nerds, even like me, get confused because we all watched Heathcliff. I would guess at the end of the eighties. Into the, mm-hmm. Because Nickelodeon reran the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 and then the Family Channel did it. But this is very much an early 80s, mid-80s show. Mm-hmm. So we're watching in the 90s the most 80s show imaginable. I can't believe how hot the girl cat is. Yeah, the girl cat is. Uh, I'm, she's like, taller than all the cats. So she's like, super he, tall and like 80s doubt as hell. The yeah, Cadillac cats, by the way. It's one of like four different... Four different things in the 80s are like, oh, this is why we have furries today. These shows like this. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. her and her leg warmers and sexy cat Whoa. outfits. Oh, stop and, Wow. Hey, I'm filling up over here. Her and Chitara and Thundercats. Oh, I'm almost there. Hey, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> the, the foxes in Robin Hood. I blame Robin Hood. Yeah. yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. Brian Bedford uh, this week. Robin Hood. Yeah. So there was that shitty There's cartoon. That, but that's, the weird thing is it's released by Clubhouse Pictures, a long-gone distribution house. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm only preempting this because... One year beforehand, had we, we were were we doing this one year ago today? Like animation, theatrical animation was seemed to be impossible. It was the domain mm. of Disney for decades, and Disney was sucking at it. And yeah. Disney was sucking at it. And while they were sucking at it, like what did they do? How did they win? How did they bring in the Asians? Uh, the Asians, like foreign, because everything is done in house in Disney. Oh, uh, you mean Korea? They went to Korea and and uh, Japan and mm. China and like the year before this Care Bears Care Bears the movie mm-hmm. remarkable for no other reason in that it ushered in like oh animation theatrical animation is a competitive field now it never was before they found a way to do it cheaper they found a way to yeah. because they found a way to yeah, do it yeah, cheaper yeah, yeah. and it shows because Care Bears the movie is so fucking terrible it, it like <laughs> it seems improvised but not in that fun Miyazaki way because yeah. this movie is a better example about it The American Rabbits again released by Clubhouse Pictures same week as Heathcliff the movie also, Clubhouse Pictures. Oh. What what is American Rabbit? I See, I had. I, I'm I had glad to, you asked. I had to go oh, to a source I'm for this because I didn't. I didn't know I, what it was based now on. Now I feel bad. I did. I went to someone a little older than me, Diana, your yeah. husband. Yes. Uh, Michael Rippy Rippy Mickey Rapares. Still younger than um, me, though. <laughs> I'm old. But he. But I totally forgot about it. Seeing uh, decaying decals of the American Rabbit. This, so this, my doctor's office, my pediatrician. That's what Michael said. Yeah, my Me pediatrician too. growing up the whole, all the way till I was like 12. Yes. American Rabbit. American, and that's what it is. It's based on uh, this guy, his name's Stuart something, and he designed this iconic sticker. And, Japan, and he also did uh, licensed mascots in Japan. So Japan and Fred Wolf, who is a producer of like Ninja Turtles and uh, oh, wow. Will Vinton's Claymation Christmas, has his hands in a lot of 80s animation, huh. with Toei Animation decided to make a movie out of the American Rabbit. And it is insipid and awful and makes no sense at all. What I wanted to say, like speaking of being in the wrong decade, the first clip of the American Rabbit takes place at a protest march very with a very, on the Golden Gate Bridge with a very 70s feel. The villain comes and tears up the bridge as they're protesting... It doesn't fucking matter. The movie moves on from like plot points the whole time. Uh, the bridge is destroyed. The American Rabbit, Rob, who can turn into the American Rabbit superhero, does so and has to lie to his friends that, uh, oh, I was just back there. I, I missed all the action. And you'll recognize a bunch of the voices. Everyone cheered when this incredible hero saved the bridge from falling right into the bay. Really? I don't know who, but someone called him the American Rabbit. Gosh. <laughs> and I thought I was where all the real excitement was. Yeah. 
that's a Lorenzo music uh, that they bothered to animate. Yeah, I guess it was there. Uh, like, like the whole movie is stunt. I, this is I sacrifice for. You. I feel like the Jesus Christ of this segment because I fell on this grenade for all of you. And no I, I watched, one asked you to do. That. I, I took a bunch of pot and watched the American Rabbit over two nights. And this, oh, there's like no plot. Pot? Is that a correct verb? I, I only eat the blueberries uh, from yeah, anyway. But it, like the whole plot is. At the end, it's revealed what the the whole thing was. It's never mentioned until an hour in. This is the most insipid, improvised, shitty, horrible. This is a minute long, and I hope it makes you all cringe as much as I did when I got to it. This is when it's revealed what the villain was trying to do the whole time. Dad, why are they doing this to us? I really don't know. Nothing like this has ever happened to me before. But I do know this. These are mean guys. The music. I'm pretty sure they're evil. Oh, gosh. Do you figure they want our chocolate all for themselves? No, Junior. I, I think they want to use our chocolate as a kind of delicious blackmail. So they can get people to do exactly what they want. Oh, that's terrible. Chocolate's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be a pleasure. Well, no matter what, we can't let them. Pretty smart moose, huh, Walt? You tell that moose that all he has to do is make chocolate. What's so important about this chocolate anyway? Yeah. Oh, that's such a good question, Rodney. But tell me, do you like chocolate? Well, yeah, sure. I like an occasional munch. You and everyone else, the whole world craves chocolate. And he who controls chocolate controls everything. You're too much, boss. You really are. The road to power is paved with chocolate. So, what I wanted to torture you with that because they, they insulted even children's intelligence. But this is this is an hour into the film where, like, any sort of a, a plot or a motivation for the villain is revealed. And, like, and it's all oh based around chocolate. I was shocked. My, I, mouth, my I, mouth flew up like that fat Australian meme guy. Like, like you cannot be doing this. You just decided just on this. imagine when he says, I'm glad you asked. And he turns to, like, a big blackboard. <laughs> like, a big, like a PowerPoint presentation. First you get the chocolate, chocolate then you get the wind. power. I have prepared six to seven slides on it's chocolate. A, the movie is exceptionally bad, but beautiful. And it's all on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, hey Yogi Bear, it's your anniversary or whatever. It's just a re-release. It's a re-release of that movie, and I just here I'll spoil the ending for you with this clip because this movie's fucking awful. Hanna Barbera made two movies with Flintstones and Yogi Bear, and they thought, well, how do we make it? Uh, how do we make it theatrical? Up the animation budget? Not really. Uh, we have to make it a musical because that's yep. all cartoons oh. are when they're theatrically oh, released. No. So here's your Yogi Bear ending. Punch out whenever you feel like it. And you can also say it was all my fault. No, Yogi, the commissioner likes it. He just promoted me to chief ranger of Jellystone Park. It couldn't happen to a nicer ranger, sir. Hey! Hooray for Mr. Ranger! I'm out. Yogi, pal. What a wonderful feeling. A cue for a song, if ever I heard it. Oh, what a wonderful feeling. Fancy free and roll. No, fair. Alright, alright. Is this the same one with the Gondola song? That's a re- yes, it is. Okay. Like that's even more terrible because like Dawes Butler needed his singing double. Yeah. One Boo Boo calls it out and 
<laughs> yeah, the Dawes Butler sounds like he's dying in this too, but he'd still be around even this at this is, time this teaching is like 19, Nancy Cartwright how to be. I think it's a, like sixty-seven like, in this movie, but it's re-released. It's a re-release. Yeah, they just wow. dumped it in theater again. January dumping ground. Like yeah, kids will just watch any shit. Just, uh, most importantly, it. this week though was an American hostage faces a sentence of death. Washington's hands are tied. We're doing all we can. Three days. They're gonna hang him. His only hope. His 18-year-old son and Air Force ace Chappie Sinclair. <laughs> Together, they're willing to do what the government can. Waiting time is over. <laughs> I'm coming down, Dad. Louis Gossett Jr., Jason Gedrick, Iron Eagle, rated PG-13. Starts Friday at a theater near you. <laughs> I have never seen this movie, let alone any entry of this trilogy. It's at least a trilogy. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I always assume that this was a, a Top Gun knockoff, but this is pre-Top it happened Gun. first. Pre-Top yeah, Gun. Uh, it's weird. I'm confused because it's called Iron Eagle, but it's about F-16s. Yeah, what <laughs> the hell are they thinking? I hope someone got fired. Well, it's F-16s <laughs> fighting MiGs, which, of course, this is like Cold War. We don't so say it, that word. It's all Russia. It's similar. Uh, we still do. Well, it's similar to Top Gun in the way that both were these like Reagan era fantasies of what if we could just blow up the commies man yeah, what if, man. and so what if somebody what if uh, what if some maverick had was, yeah. was was cool enough to start an international incident by blowing up a country and starting wars like uh, let's just blow oblivion so this, and start yeah. a this is the war. Reagan boner emerging so this uh, the basis of the it's a fictional story that relates to the real U.S. Libya conflict over the Gulf of Sidra mm-hmm. uh, which is my favorite tactics game by the way mm-hmm. uh, the 1981 Gulf of Sidra incident. This is pretty timely then, because then we just like ordered uh, all our folks out of Libya and we're about to bomb yep. them, or we did bomb them. Yep. Like, as a like, six-year-old, like I confirm this. Well, like two, yeah, the last episode we mentioned, like Reagan said, if you're if you're in Libya, get out. So really, because because uh, Louis Gossett Jr. is coming for you. <laughs> he uh, won an Oscar for something. In Officer, Officer and a Gentleman. Officer and Gentleman. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, yeah, it's a it's an airplane movie before Top Gun like became this same year. Yeah, uh, like the number one really? movie of the year. And when Louis Gossett Jr. won that Oscar, it fixed the race problem with Oscars from then on. Oh, like, forever. black people yeah. got nominated all the time. Well, 2016 is a bad example. Yeah. Every year is a bad example. There are like yeah. four years where somebody gets nominated, and usually they have to play a drug dealer or a slave. Those are the two things they get nominated for. Oh, my for. God. I saw so many stupid think pieces. Kelly Berry was a distraught whore. Since okay, yeah. she was an actual whore. <laughs> she but, does have sex with Billy Bob Thin. She's earning combat pay that day. We'll have so not much time money. to talk about the Oscars. I yeah, promise. let's get into no, that later. I was just, just yeah. going to say, I saw these, so many like ill-thought-out think pieces that are like, this is the first year that no people of color have been nominated. It's like... Do you know that the Oscars started in the 20s? Yeah. <laughs> I, think there's a, I think there's at least five decades How in there. How many decades do you think? <laughs> well, like, Sidney Poitier was the first one to ever win. And then it was took, the like, 60s? 20 yeah. years before Denzel won. Mm-hmm. Well, for, to Lou Gossett Jr. And, and then, Gossett then, then to Denzel. Well, then, uh, Nothing the for Billy D. Yeah, well, that's they had to Gone with make, the Wind, 1939. They had to make up awards for them because they weren't getting nominated for actual actor awards. Yep. Like, oh, here's a special thing, but... Briefly in the news, really quick. I wish I had a new sound effect. Of a uh, on the 19th of 1986, Spain recognizes Israel. Uh, oh, that took a while. Uh, yeah. You are there. That's the holdout there, man. <laughs> you, are, you do, in fact, occupy physical space. Oh, it took him 40 uh, years? Okay. Yeah. Sorry, mm. I, <laughs> Don't laugh at me. I'm, I'm not, not Israeli. Just, what is it, 1948 or something like yeah. that? And Yeah, 86. Good job. <laughs> well, they're still, I think there still are they're countries who don't recognize it. Yeah. So. Spain's fairly progressive is it not they have like um no well um, big... i guess they were come they'd come out of a dictatorship at mm. that point so. europe still is not known for anti-anti-semitism mm. i would say 
Uh, also, I didn't type this in here, but somebody put first computer virus spreads. Really? Yeah, yeah. that was uh, something that I found. I couldn't find much information about it, but there was some sort yeah. of mini virus that huh. infected a couple of different computers and jumped from computer to, to oh. computer. Wow. So. Um, tw- hey. And on the 20th, the next day, uh, Martin Luther King Day actually begins. Uh, this was signed into law in 1983, but first observed huh. 30 years ago today. Mm, yeah. Well, mm. on the 20th. It's a shame uh, professionally I haven't been able to observe that for almost five years now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I work for a... myself in the Japanese company yeah. that didn't recognize it. There are still yeah. some states that are not the are you biggest serious? It's a day off, you fucking racist! Yeah. Well, it. but it used to be you get to... You get, I think it was it took away Washington and Lincoln's birthday yeah. being separate <laughs> file days, and it became just President's Day. And they combined mm-hmm. it with the President's Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so obviously, you know, everyone plays the MLK. I have a dream speech, but I, I, like I was listening on radio somewhere, and they were playing speeches that I I had not heard. Yeah. Like later, like when he became mm-hmm. way less popular, mm-hmm. and by the time he was assassinated, it was like. He was borderline, like, nobody would want to talk to him. He couldn't get on TV and get on the news because, like, the stuff he was saying was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, really? For, for us, 1967 oh, TV, yeah. like, yeah, we're all good with I Have a Dream. That's very nice. But when you're talking about, like, the whole system is fucked, like, <laughs> Classism. you can't come on the TV and the talk Vietnam about that. The Vietnam War. Huh. So this might be some of it. I think this is a bit of it. We read one day, we hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Guess but going. if a man doesn't have a job or an income, mm-hmm. he has neither life nor liberty and the possibility for the pursuit of happiness. He merely exists. So he starts going into this, like, uh, predicting. Like, oh, there will be class warfare like you've yeah. never believed mm. uh, because money will change everything and all this. Like, if you think race is bad, like, get ready for the rich people. <laughs> uh, well, as four white people talking about Martin Luther King, I think we have Well, lot. I just think I, that, the, but, like, no Italian one, here, I'm the most expert. So but no one talks of, like, the, the point of the thing I heard on the radio, like, a year ago was, like, no one plays these clips because at the time... The networks just, were like, no, 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 no. That, you're not coming other people in power. Yeah, and like, you're not coming on our network and in the '60s and talking about like all the rich people run everything. Like, oh, yeah. no, they do not. Well, yeah. If you talk about class, you're a commie. Yeah. We don't yeah. have classes. We're America. Yeah. Well, and for him to, uh, for the government to honor him with a day is also funny because, well, funny maybe that's the right word, but the government was out to destroy him. Like, are they, the FBI anyway, Mm -hmm. Jake or Hoover, not his biggest fan. Like, they they were all very distrustful of him, especially when he starts, he was also, he was against the Vietnam War Mm -hmm. by the time of his death, and yeah, but But we'll get to MLK later. Yeah, well, he's going to show up later. Uh, Mm -hmm. I hope you were choosy with the clip. Oh, I was, I was. (laughs) Uh, TV, uh, Henry, uh, take it away. This is All your right. domain. Well, on January 17th, we had uh, a double dose of big things. It was George Burns' 90th birthday <laughs> celebration. Wow. Dude, lived to be a century old. Episcopo, George, we've never met, but you are truly a legend to me. And we have something in common. I'm dating one of your girlfriends. <clears throat> and she sends her best, too. You know her best ain't bad. Right, George? What the fuck? Yeah, I'm talking about her pussy. I Whoa. first met George Burns in 1922. <laughs> or was it 21? I'd, it's hard to remember because, George, at that time you were in vaudeville at the Belasco Theater, and I was on the Yiddish circuit playing the Theater. <laughs> ah. 
Donnie and I join the world and wishing you all the best, George. Whoa! Whoa! And yeah. as you pass this milestone, my advice to you is don't take my advice or anybody else. <laughs> Whatever you're doing, it just seems to be working out just fine. So, in fact, if you decide to bottle it, I'd like a spoonful. Jimmy <laughs> Stewart. Many happy returns, George. Brooks, I'll never forget when it was just you and me, kid. And honest, I'm not too old for you. Maybe a little too tall, but not too old. <laughs> Thanks, George, from all of us. And happy birthday. Whoa! Nancy and I and all America wish you well. And uh, I hope you like the tie. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, so, okay. at this point, I've forgotten. Why was he famous? He's a comedian. I think that he's a, he's Yeah, he was a comedian going all the way back to vaudeville. Yeah. Uh, with his wife, Gracie. With his, his lovely wife, Gracie Allen. And they, you know, had an act where it was, she, he was more popular, I think, in radio than anything yeah. else for a long time where his wife was really ditzy and silly and he was kind of sarcastic at her. And It's a know. funny combo. Maybe yeah. not the most progressive today, but it was a funny combo. Yeah, whatever. But, yeah. you know, it's, it's cute, it's funny. And then I think... He, I, I want to compare him to Betty White in that, mm. like, as he got older, yes. he found a new audience, mm. and because well, he was Gracie willing, died uh, Gracie too. passed away a long time ago, and mm. the, he found a new audience, and because he was willing to do anything for a joke, it was really funny that like he'd make jokes about all the sex he was having. Isn't that funny? This tiny little old guy, and <laughs> yeah, he's guy. talking about chasing Extended chicks. ball sack and be, in playing God literally like three times. Yep. Yeah. And Smo- oh God, smoking cigars all the time, looking like. Kind of an ape man, really, if anything. He's a, he's a tiny, don't, weird-looking dude. Yeah. Don't be telling them that. And there were multiple <laughs> There were multiple other ones, too. Several I was like, I don't know who you are. Are you Jack Parr? Who are you? <laughs> when did he finally die? Like, uh, I think he lived to 100, he made didn't it past 100. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so the next segment in 96 is <laughs> still there. Yeah. Also, if you want to uh, feel like your life will never end, watch the rest of that Billy Crystal clip, because it goes for fucking ever. Like, <laughs> He goes. He says, "Imagine me when I'm 90. I remember Woodstock, but in my day, I was like, fuck." Yeah. Uh, also, John Denver sings the song too. It was fun to watch that thing just to be like, "Who's still alive?" And it's yeah. about four people on the. You know. Joe Piscopo. All right, thank God. Thank Different God. Strokes has a very special episode about bulimia. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, this. Uh, the, I could only find a clip that was set to a dance remix music, but here's a clip. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. There were no other clips of it. Was either this or have it dubbed in Spanish? Like it's one of these two that are. Uh, I, well, surely it won't be. Surely it won't be distracting. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I love you, YouTube. Is that Kimberly? Kimberly, are you all right? <laughs> sure, sure, I'm, I'm fine. Um, I went out to dinner. I had some fish. I think it didn't agree with you. Oh, please throw up right when Sandstorm kicks in. Uh, you you talked uh. to... Start it over again because there are vomiting noises at the start. Uh, oh, yes, pardon me for uh, laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it was just one of those classic '80s, very special episodes where wow. a problem that would take a very long time to solve is solved in an solved afternoon. Now. Yeah, well, yeah, it, yeah, we're gonna have no more bulimia. Yeah, but... <laughs> so Dana Plato's yeah. character, like a hearty blowjob. Dana Plato's character went on vacation and came back from France, and then she's mm-hmm. like, "All these other girls are so skinny. I have to be skinny too." And then they try to convince her she's beautiful the way she is, which is beautiful and like not fat at all or mm-hmm. even like normal human size like she's Hollywood skinny anyway right yeah. 
I just, this yeah, is but now she's that... got to eat like a whole cake and then hold her stomach and look sad and then go. But this is, this uh, is... fake barf sounds. This is an '80s concept, isn't it? The very special episode, like. So I, I just know for animation that the government did mandate that like part of it had to be educational. That's why G.I. Right. Joe always gives you a lesson, and so does mm-hmm. fucking Sonic. Because that is a, literally a government regulation. I think that was them finally... You can make all this inter- entertainment, and the government owns the airwaves, and that's how you're broadcasting everything at this point. But you need to... I think they were required, because every mm-hmm. show was doing them at Well, this Different point. Strokes was more active than most. Totally. Like... That voice yeah. we heard there with uh, was Dudley. His uh, Will, he got his molested. Friend. No, Almost he got didn't. See, he, he got drunk and passed out. He was the closest <laughs> to being molested on that episode. Uh, and they also had the "Just Say No" episode with Nancy mm-hmm. Reagan herself in it. Yeah. Like they yep. different strokes. Find out more about those. that on Laser Time's very special episode episode. Uh, mm-hmm. But then January twenty first had a double dose of uh, momentous occasions too. First off, the thirtieth anniversary celebration of the Muppets. Which yeah. wow. Let, let's give a listen here. Ah, yes, I know it's hard to believe, but the Muppets are 30 years old. That's okay with me. I love being 30. You old fool. Your pacemaker's older than that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Fozzie, let's not get mushy. Oh, frog of my heart. Is it mushy to say thank you for the faith that you have had in us all? Is it mushy to say thank you? For making us a success in the show business. For all the hours of joy you have brought to the world. Uh, Fuzzy. They were about to cut into uh, uh, when if when I get too old to dream the uh, Linda Ronstadt clip from Linda from Ronstadt. Yeah, but it's sung in a Muppet movie. I'm uh, I think so. That one I couldn't place. But it- uh, Mr. Hudson, sir. Thank you, Bill, sir. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's Grover giving Mr. Hanks a great birthday party. See, we we start, oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Our second 30 years tomorrow, so rehearsal begins at 9 a.m. sharp. I'll see you then. Wow. You would live uh, four more years? Yeah. Five more years? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah that's, that's really bizarre because that's one of the, I've never seen this. No, did you and watch some clips? Right? I did. Yeah. It's just, it just, but I'm running out of things that have the original Muppet voices in, but to, mm-hmm. that they're 60. I just wrote an article about yeah. the Muppets and said like, They've been on the air for 40 years. They're fucking 60. And I think, yeah. I think that's only because of Kermit. Because Kermit, Kermit Ker- yeah, 56. Uh, uh, Jim Henson created a show called Sam and Friends, and Kermit was like, you know, the fourth top like, build. Like the fish? <laughs> Sam and Friends? Yeah. Sam and <laughs> Sam and Friends. There's a preposition there, okay. Elston. Okay. okay. And, <laughs> but, uh, and it was for like a local thing, and like Kermit was this puppet that just emerged, and more puppets began to be created for commercials, and the Muppets eventually formed, and got a show in 76, I think. That was yeah. as, Muppet as a Muppet fan, it was strange to see th- this thing I'd never seen before because all the other specials got played into the ground as a mm-hmm. kid. But this was like taking off a German VHS, apparently, the guy who uploaded it. Yeah. But what's special about it now is that it is everybody. F- well, well, no fraggles to that point. There are no fraggles mm-hmm. around there. I don't. I can't recall if the fraggles existed around, in '86, yeah. but it's it's Sesame Street in there. That was Grover that gives him the thing. They also I didn't put it in there, but they do a new rendition of the uh, Rainbow Connection wow. with yeah. there's like shots of Bert and Ernie singing along to it, and it's really touching. And then to hear Kermit slash Jim Henson say, "Here's to another thirty years." That's my only problem with Steve Whitmer's Kermit is that he's so dejected and broken in all of his speech. No, Kermit was occasionally excited and happy. Everyone, oh, no one likes me, and my my job is hard. That wasn't all Kermit. (laughs) 
Come on, Steve. Pick it up. I love your Wembley. And 30 years later, they're still on television with the Muppets. But just as exciting as this is uh, Miss Teen USA. Same night, yes. Here's the winner. Well, I'm nervous. I know everyone else is ready. Are you two ready? You think so? Alabama. Time now to read. The first runner-up, Miss Texas. Miss Oklahoma. Is this still televised? I don't think the teen (laughs) ones are anymore now. I don't think so. And when I watched it, I was just like, she's just crying. She's so happy. But I thought, you you didn't do anything else with your life, Allison Brown. Like... You were Miss Oklahoma, and you honored Oklahoma that night, and it. But that was kind of it, and yeah. So, wait, so talk you, about her to this day. Are you saying she's just okay? Oh. Hey. Oklahoma, and that's it. Yeah, that was the same night as the Muppet Special. Yeah. Um, I know which one I've been watching. Holy shit! I'm sorry yeah. I went so long with the American Rabbit. This yeah. is, the 80s have been yeah. it's a long one. Oh, actually, I have a couple movies I want to throw in just to mention: Clan of the Cave Bear and yes. Troll One. Yes. Clan of the Cave Bear, I, I only remember because it was one of those movies that got rotated on HBO a million mm-hmm. times. Is that like and a softcore was, porn movie? Was no. Well, I'm getting to that. Okay, and it was sorry. very talked about at my elementary school. Because, won a Newberry Award. Because there's like sex in it. There's, there's a scene where Daryl Hannah in like buckskins like has to act submissive to this guy and like gets on all fours and he just kind of comes up behind her and starts doing her. Oh. And we were like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, there's like no dialogue. It's like all through grunts and... Yeah, like, it's, it's an interesting idea. <laughs> it reminds me of, what is that, Quest for Fire? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's an interesting I idea. Be, I don't know why. Wasn't there also a Daryl Hannah Tarzan movie where she's like naked through most of it? Or am I thinking of a Splash? I'm thinking of Splash. No, um, okay. And then, yeah, the first Troll, not related to Troll 2. <laughs> Well, kind of related. Kind of related. That, so eventually, they both are called Troll. <laughs> when, when is Troll 2? What year? 92, 94? Oh, so far away. We'll never get there. Uh, for, uh, for, well, we for music, as we, as we head out of the 80s for 1986, January 15th oh. to 21st. Uh, that be what I think it is. That's what friends are for. Oh, is yes. the is the number one song on Billboard? Yeah. Uh, Dionne Warwick, the Age Charity record, written by Burt Bacharach. Burt it Bacharach. was a cover of Burt Bacharach's song, and oh. this is why Dionne Warwick is a gay icon to this day. And, and also a psychic friend, too. Yeah, first recorded by Rod Stewart for the film Night Shift, but uh, Dionne Warwick huh. uh, did the version that everybody actually knows, featuring Gladys Knight, Elton John, Stevie Wonder. In 1986, doing something for AIDS, like a positive AIDS yeah. thing, was pretty big it deal. It was pretty noteworthy. I mean, yeah, yeah we're, we're only what, a couple months after Rock Hudson died, which mm-hmm. is the first big AIDS death that everyone paid attention to. And right. Ronald Reagan still wasn't talking about it at that yeah. time. Well, I think you mean gay cancer, Henry? <laughs> yeah. I mean, up until then, it was like, yeah, there were a lot of gay dudes some hemophiliacs some drug addicts whatever and then all of a sudden this guy who was like the paragon of awesome masculinity yeah. and uh, you know big chested and pay awesome. attention to this now now he's <laughs> oh god he's withered away when was Freddie Mercury was he before after? it was, that was after 91 was like, yeah. okay. so, I remember when that happened right, yeah. and Robert Reed was oh that... yeah dad from the, the Brady, Brady Bunch, Bunch. yeah uh, but more importantly than that song, because that song can whatever. Uh, Iron Eagle, never say <laughs> die from uh, King Cobra. Cobra, watch. Do yourself a favor and watch that music yes, video. Uh, it's, the video it's in an article on Laser Time. I wrote. Actually. Yeah, video for Never Say Die. Uh, we'll play this and take us out, and we'll be back with 1996, January 15th to the 21st.
What is up, pop culture poobahs? You know what I think you'd like? <laughs> Today's sponsor, uh, Geek Fuel. If you're a pop culture fan, uh, odds are you're probably going to dig what Geek Fuel has in store. What is it exactly? It's a box full of a guaranteed $50 worth of stuff featuring pint glasses, posters, candy, uh, comic books, and at least one exclusive t-shirt every month featuring stuff like Marvel, DC, Nintendo, Zelda, Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, The American Rabbit, I am joking. There is no American Rabbit in this box. Uh, we had unboxed it uh, last month. We received uh, an awesome variant cover, the amazing Marvel uh, Darth Vader comic, a Homer Simpson book, some candy, an awesome t-shirt featuring the Joker in a Nightmare Before Christmas-like setting. Yeah, each mystery box contains six to eight items, shows up at your house whenever you'd like it. You can get one off for yourself, for a friend, a subscription, and uh, boxes start as little as $14 plus shipping and handling. Yes, and guess what? If you go to geekfuel.com slash laser time, you will get a free $20 Star Wars item just for signing up. You are welcome in advance. When they come alive, evil can't survive. Gargoyles! Disguised as a gargoyle, the evil Xanatos swoops into attack. But mighty Goliath breaks free. Lexington fires. And heroic Brooklyn charges into battle on the Ripon Rider Cycle. Get him! Xanatos is stunned, and Goliath flies in to unmask him. And you, Xanatos! When gargoyles come alive, evil can't survive. Gargoyles eat so separately. Makers of Pulp Fiction and Desperado. Somewhere in the middle of nowhere, two of America's most dangerous criminals are headed for the border. Earlier today, during a daylight liquor store robbery in Big Springs, the Gecko Brothers killed another Texas Ranger. That changes the death toll to 16. One night is all that stands between them and freedom. Now, this is my kind of place. But it's going to be one hell of a night. Harvey Keitel, George Clooney, Quentin Tarantino, Juliette Lewis. From Robert Rodriguez. From Quentin Tarantino. From dusk till dawn. Hey, 1996, this week. Wow. Hey. The hit TV series, I mean movie, from <laughs> dusk till dawn. Harvey Keitel with top villain over George Clooney, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> he looks wow. so young, too. Wow. God bless you, Harvey. Well, we got to kill these vampires. <laughs> Selma Hayek wasn't even in the movie. Like, well, well, she wasn't. She got like a cameo, time, yeah. But she's, she's looking great in this trailer. Oh, my God. Oh, man. She's, yeah. she's, she's still pretty sexy today. But, yeah, this is. Satanical pandemonium. She was, yeah. uh, she was banging in that movie but yeah the also harvey Keitel is like he's a like a southern baptist preacher or something yeah. which is he is that who's going back on his religion is that more ridiculous for his accent or or is <laughs> or is judas in last temptation of christ like, which is a sillier <laughs> part for him uh, i love harvey Keitel. i love it too i, I, love I don't him. think i've seen this movie since the 90s i i i didn't get all the way through it but i did watch it it's been uh, a while. October for Halloween, uh, and like it is, it is interesting because it's very clearly 
Tarantino's movie and then Robert Rodriguez's movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the first half is very quiet and t- filled with Tarantino s dialogue. Oh yeah. And then the next is B movie action. It's very it's Grindhouse way before yeah, Grindhouse. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Before their film Grindhouse. Well, I, I, I prefer I prefer Grindhouse experience over this. Um, God, that four hours though, man. It was a long no, four hours. It's, it's only three hours. Like it each mo- like each movie is, is an hour. Well, no. Then there a was little over. Then an hour. there was an hour of trailers. I'm just saying, I love that experience. Not an hour of trailers. There's like. There's Ten three trailers. trailers. Thanksgiving, don't. Yes. Machete. I feel like you're had to be uh, one of them. Zombie. You're, you're almost at six Hobo minutes. with a shotgun. Yeah. Uh, no, that was not official. That was not official. Uh, Werewolf Woman of the SS. Ah, that's my uh, favorite. With, with Nick Cage as Fu Manchu. <laughs> See, you're having how much fun you're having. I am having fun. That's you're right. I'm changing. This movie is is really fun. It's I think yeah. it's a bizarre. Th- the only reason it got a series made off of it because the director of the movie started his own network, which I still don't think is on our cable dial. They made multiple sequels to it too, but this is oh, all yeah. straight to video. Sequels. By, by 1996, uh, Quentin Tarantino was the hottest thing in Hollywood. Everybody yeah. wanted to make his movie, and so who's who's to say him wanting to make a Grindhouse B movie throwback that co-stars him yeah. is is not the wrong move? Releasing in January, he doesn't have a lot of lines. He just plays a a, a quiet rapist. Um. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yep. And then George Clooney had yet to break. He was still a, a, a burgeoning star on he ER. Was, yeah, the breakout on ER. I don't know. Every time I think about this, I think about this clip. I love the show Dennis Miller Live. Don't judge me. Uh, it was on, I did too. I, I thought it was, it was great. And George time. Clooney is on an episode, and like, it's the last TV show that I can remember. It's a call-in show. And, <laughs> wow. and someone calls in, and like, like this had to have been staged. And it's like, what was it like working to Tarantino? I hear he's a dick, and I think his movies are derivative and suck. And Clooney goes like, yeah, well, why don't Bob's has had a lot? Well, why don't you ask him yourself? And Tarantino walks out onto the Dennis Miller live stage and starts yelling at the caller. Wow! And, like, and spends the rest of the show doing panel oh. with him. Like, there's no way this wasn't intentional, right? It yeah. does feel that way. Maybe as Rodriguez calling in, even. But mm. this has shout, all, babe. Dennis this, Miller. This live. also has a lot of the stock players who would be in their films later, like Michael Parks. Michael Parks, who plays the sheriff who gets uh, killed in this, one, yeah. and who will be in, who's in Kill Bill, who's in um, uh, both Planet Ter- Death Proof, Planet Terror, Death Proof. Mm-hmm. He, Michael Park and Michael Parks played other roles. He's in fucking Hateful Eight. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. but, uh, Danny Trejo, Cheech Marin, everybody yeah. except Fred Williams. Uh, everybody yeah. except uh, Clooney, I think, would return to work with both those directors, except yeah. for Clooney. Is he too good for what about Tom Savini? Has he ever been Tom, in other oh, yeah, stuff? Yeah, like everything. Uh, he was the guy with the gun penis. Yeah, yeah. sex machine. Tito <laughs> and Tarantula as the titty, the titty twister band. <laughs> yes. Now, uh, uh, do you have Cheech Marin's uh, uh, speech? I don't have his speech, oh, but his, his character's name. He describes so many different kinds has, of pussy. No, characters. He's like three or four characters. Yes. He just keeps popping yes, up, and uh, apparently he's a different guy each time, but it's not even like, sometimes he has a mustache, sometimes he doesn't. It. It's just like, uh, Cheech is back. The, oh, the, the movie's Julia different Lewis now. was in her weird, like, getting cast yeah. in jailbait phase of her mm. career. Yeah, I'm, this I'm, Kate I'm clearly really? 25, but I can pass for a teenager, so mm. feel free to molest me and have Robert De Niro lick my face. Pussy, we got hot pussy, cold pussy, we got wet pussy, we got 
Smelly pussy, we got hairy pussy, bloody pussy, we got snapping pussy, we got silk pussy, velvet pussy, nalga high pussy, we even got horse pussy, dog pussy, chicken pussy, come on, you want pussy, come on in pussy lovers, if we don't got it, you don't want it, pussy shop. There might still be 30 seconds left. <laughs> I'm sure you have vegan pussy. <laughs> uh, this, this is actually a good time for a correction to last week's episode. What happened? Oh. When we were discussing what Laffy Taffy was. Oh, oh it's on the, a butt. From the hits on Laffy Taffy. Mm-hmm. And Henry uh-huh. honestly and quite innocently asked, is that a vagina? And we're all like, ha, ha, no, of course it is. Oh, yeah. It is a, it Laffy is a, Taffy's a labia, candy right? It's a, it's a rude term for... Uh, or labium. Yeah, but like... Mm. Uh, when it's the guys that's, flapping around, guys, that's uh, disgusting. No, we call that's, it, we call it the Big Montana. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's usually that's usually the way the jokes go. But that's what it actually was. And uh, so he's telling so people to right. dance so hard yeah. that their labia move. Yeah, and <laughs> I might have to test this later. I, 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 I don't tested know. it. I'm sure it, I've done it. Oh, <laughs> and. Don't judge me. Uh, there was like a review of that song saying like this is probably the worst song that has ever been number one. <laughs> uh, pretty bad. I couldn't uh, believe it because I don't know that song at all. Uh, yeah. Anyway, we're in the '90s now. That song doesn't exist yet. Mm-hmm. We have ten more years not to worry about it. Okay. That's how filthy the, the '90s were already getting that filthy, guys. Uh, yeah. Tipper Gore was dead. Also, couldn't I'm, defend people from. I'm so sick of seeing Quentin Tarantino act, and this was the beginning of that. He's. Yeah, I love him. As a success, like this was 19 million, only made 25. So it's like it made money, but like this it was made not money a, in the home video market, yeah, which they don't disclose, sense. and that's yeah. why there's like seven more straight guess, to video yeah. dust till dawn. So what yeah. did he do after this? Robert this, Rodriguez? No, uh, Tarantino. Was that Jackie Brown? Jackie, Jackie Brown, Brown yeah. a couple yeah. years later, yeah. 98, I think it was, or was it 97? Yeah, 97, 98. Yeah. Yes. yeah, Jackie Brown, and then didn't make another movie, so Kill Bill. Man. Yep. Kill yeah, Bill was a biggest stretch of time. Uh, Jackie yeah. Brown was, uh, yeah, Jackie Brown was not as well received as his previous stuff. It is and then excellent. Yeah. I love it. Is it. it is excellent. But he got then just super stoned for like four years and just did whatever the fuck he felt like and came back with a 300 page. Uh, script saying kill Bill let's do it man <laughs> so, as, he, as he exhaled for a year <laughs> <laughs> so how do we feel about the films of Robert Rodriguez because I would put this one uh, towards the top yeah, yeah. totally uh, like I think he's he's a, he's a master I'll call him but I don't love a lot of his output like yeah this is all chopped chopped and he, he edits scores yep. directs writes his own films very quickly and I think sometimes that shows he was ahead um, of the time on digital film yes, too yeah. yes a uh, true pioneer for films I don't love a lot of his stuff let's uh, just talk about Spy Kids Spy <laughs> yeah, it's Dark Boy and Lava Girl for real it's uh, man Spy Kids is so fun well yeah. George Clooney is in that there's oh, actually a funny okay. bit where he morphs into Sylvester Stallone and George, in the uh, in the blooper reel they show him having to morph into Stallone, so Clooney has to start doing a Stallone yeah. imitation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I figured out the secret to a Stallone imitation, though. A couple of years ago, I realized, don't move your tongue. That's all you have to do. This is I'm going to talk without moving my tongue. I didn't know that. Yeah. Welcome to the This is hurtful to a real man. He's not dead yet. This is not 1996. But how old is Sylvester Stallone? Uh, I bet he's getting pretty 80? close. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be in his sixty-nine, dudes. I think he might be. Anyway. Well, in seventy-six, he was like thirty. Mm-hmm. But uh, T or news, uh, January eighteenth, nineteen ninety-six. Lisa Marie Presley files for divorce from MJ. Aww. But they said it wouldn't last. Aww. Yeah, that I love John Stewart. It's like immediately at the MTV Movie Awards. Time. 
they Michael Michael Jackson walks out on stage and introduces the words, and they said this wasn't wouldn't last, and gives her the most awkward kiss mm-hmm. I've ever seen. And John Stewart's backstage at the end of the awards, like, how did that? What did you think of that? And like, it looks very unstaged. That's <laughs> I'll, I'll say complimentary. I, uh, yeah, yep. Also, uh, Stallone is sixty nine. Oh so. shit! Oh, no. It's not a good year for sixty-nine-year-olds. No. Uh, working out too about. much to get cancer. Yeah, okay. where where is this in the Michael Jackson timeline of ninety scandals? Though um, um, post is... first pedophile scandal, uh-huh. right? Uh, pre the other one, the new one. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, and, and pre children. Yeah, he'd artificially inseminate. He'd find a woman to artificially inseminate later. Yeah. But, well, no, uh, he had, he, didn't he father soon. some other kid in secret before that? And we found out after. I think death? that was still artificial insemination. Mm. Well, yeah. Yeah. We, I just we picked his up. penis didn't. Uh, touch uh, a Caleb yeah. sent us. Um, one of our patrons sent us a Disney Adventures magazine. Who did I, I say to read that Macaulay Culkin uh, mm. interview with? Oh, did I share that with one of you? I thought no. I did. No. And it's Disney's Adventures magazine. Yeah. It's an interview with Macaulay Culkin. And his description of his relationship with Michael Jackson should have been a red flag to everybody. Wow! Like he just and it's just in this kids magazine. I remember reading the issue. Didn't didn't set off any alarms for me. But like, so you're friends with Michael Jackson? I'm like, yeah, great friends. He calls me two, three times a day. He does. A, gr- a grown man calls a nine year old two to three times a day who's not related to him in any way, and nobody has a problem with this. Sorry, no problem at all. Just, just checking in, man. Uh, Michelle Kwan won female figure skating championships. That's, yeah. that's, uh, <laughs> that's yeah. the lowest reaction we got. For, uh, like, uh, hey, I hating sports is one thing, but oh, figure skating is the worst. Hey, it only mattered yeah. when there was sex and violence in it, man. Yeah, well, it's it's useful if you're going to go like a squid billy sort of thing and say it's on like Red Dawn. You say it's on like Michelle Kwan. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let me copyright that real fast. Put on a t-shirt. Yeah. And uh, Amber Hagerman murdered. <laughs> Origin me. of the Amber Alert. Oh yeah. Uh, they're yeah. disappearing, and that's why uh, sometimes you'll be woken up in the middle of the night and your phone is buzzing. That, does that happen to you here? It uh, happens to me every time I'm in Florida. It happens to me in Illinois. I don't think it happens here. Uh, it hasn't happened to me here. Yeah, but it's, it's re- it, it was the scariest thing that happened yeah, to me Yeah, it was like Florida. 4 in the morning. Yeah. This, this past Christmas? And it's, it's, it has a unique alarm, yeah. and it's a push notification sent to you by the fucking government. Yeah. So I thought it was because they'll do that for like tornado warnings, mm-hmm. or, or we have in the same room that when I go home... For the holidays, we have like a storm tracker mm-hmm. thing in there, and I woke up at like five a.m. and it, that was the night this past Christmas where it was like humid and sticky and weird in December, and if it's like this is not right, mm-hmm. and I remember waking up at like five a.m. with like this like weird, yeah. this weird noise, like that's not my phone. Oh my god, is there a tornado? And it's like, oh, it's an Amber Alert. Amber Alert. Like what the hell? And this is when the the girl was killed who gave it a, gave it the name. Mm-hmm. Is there? Yep. A, like a story behind it, like she could have been saved if uh, uh, other people I were looking out for her. I think that was yeah. I think she disappeared, and then they found her a couple. Of days. Is, is the story uh, nine year old abducted and murdered in Arlington, Texas, uh, in nineteen ninety six? Obviously, uh, Amber is officially a backronym. Mm. America's missing broadcast emergency response. Now that's disgusting. Backronym. <laughs> so is yeah. it an ac- acronym after the fact? Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, January thirteenth, nineteen ninety six. Nine year old Amber R- Renee Hagerman. Uh, was abducted while riding her bike in Arlington, Texas. A neighbor who witnessed the abduction called the police. Um, on he- after hearing the news, uh, her father Richard called Mark Claus, whose daughter Paul- so many proper nouns here mm. uh, had been abducted and murdered in Petaluma on October first. Mm. Uh, Richard Hagerman and Amber's mother Donna Whitson uh, called the news media and the FBI. Um, they began searching four days after the abduction. A man walking his dog found her body in the drainage ditch. Mm. Her killer had not been found, and her oh. homicide remains unsolved. Oh, this is the perfect time to say that I did it. What a like, fucking bummer, man. Mm. 
I, I feel like only the America's Most Wanted guy would make this more. John show. Walsh. Yeah, his he had to identify his child by only finding his head. Oh, oh God. God. Yep. Hey, let's move on to happy. We're talking <laughs> fun stuff. I just admitted to murder at the age of 16. Hopefully. Do you want to talk about TV now? Uh, uh, according to the U.S. Department of Justice. Oh, no. Uh, hang on. Children abducted by strangers, 75% are killed within the first three hours. Ugh. Amber alerts are designed to inform the yeah. general public quickly when a child has been kidnapped and is in danger, so the public... Would be additional eyes and ears in law enforcement. I, so, like mm-hmm. for us in California, our mm-hmm. highways will there's like displays yeah. that it says like Amber Alert. Here's a license plate of the car that mm-hmm. we think has the kid in it. Mm-hmm. And I think I've heard that this this worked, right? Sure, sure. Uh, Seventy of the 233 issued in 2004 were children taken by strangers. Wow. Uh, it's which usually is the, a lot less likely. Yeah, it's, it's usually us- non-custodial parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just one of those things that, like, whether it works or not, I don't mind. Anything, yeah. you, anything yeah. I guess I can do to help, I'd love to. Yeah. Um, uh, but in lighter, in lighter <laughs> topics, <laughs> this is a remarkably heavy episode. Yeah, from Dust Till Dawn was really heavy. All those poor people were killed by those vampires. It's weird how we got to the whole story from Dust Till Dawn and didn't say the word vampire. We didn't say, because, but that's, the movie does a tur- The only movie I can compare it to that I've seen recently is kind of like Cabin in the Woods. Mm. The movie is a completely different thing uh, and takes an awesome turn at the end. The action's pretty great when, mm-hmm. when shit goes down. Oh, I meant uh, the MLK stuff that's going to border both of oh, this. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, 53rd Golden Globes. Yay. Well, now let's get even more bummed out because what was it? Sense and Sensibility was one of the winners. Yo. Co-star Alan Rickman, Alan Rickman. passed away this week. Okay. Who, he played the nice guy who finally gets the girl in the end who realized what a nice guy he was. I will say our Laser Time this week, lasertimepodcast.com, was a tribute to David Bowie and Alan Rickman. Yeah, lots of great clips, lots of memories, so, so check that out. I don't know about you guys and the and the uh, women you were around in, in middle school, but <laughs> in, in my AP and gifted classes, like half of the girls, like... This was their favorite romantic thing. Like, this gave them their, like, oh, if only guys could be like Hugh Grant and Alan Rickman in this right film. Right on, though. No, yeah. that is awesome. That's, that's one thing that I like about Because the guy that is, like, the typical romantic hero guy mm-hmm. is an asshole. A cad. He is a, a cad. Real but sexy, though, right? Yeah. yeah. Emma Thompson ended up marrying him, left Edith Brana for him. They're still married. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Really? yeah. But, uh... Yeah, so I mean, the guy that like you think, oh, he's so great, he's so romantic. Yeah, don't don't trust that guy. The guy who's just been sort of your solid buddy that whole time. Oh God, I'm seeing, sensing more Reddit friend zone memes. Exactly, that right. Both of the characters, but, Hugh Grant and Alan Rickman, get friend zoned. They're in, this they're movie in to the friend extent. zone, but they're not acting like they're in the friend zone. Mm-hmm. They are just being legitimate fucking friends. Yes. Yeah. And. Impossible. And Alan Rickman gets to nail Kate Winslet in the end. Yeah. a boy, Rickman. When she's yeah. like 20 years his junior. Yeah. She's like 20. A, I'm at yeah. the height of ecstasy. Yeah. <laughs> he's a, he's, he is oh, a really yeah. great guy in that. Put a stopper really, in Kate. Really. <laughs> and, this is, and this is also, if you see parodies of Jane Austen films, it's, it's often this one because it's so, so specifically, you know, uh, a, a clo- it's about costumery. It's but this about is the height of the, the Jane Austen because there yes. were like four or five films in, in that short period of time. And yeah. this was she only wrote like four books, and I think all of them got filmed. And the zombie one is my favorite. I prefer the B- <laughs> I prefer the BBC television movie of Pride and Prejudice, the one that has Colin Firth oh, in it. Yeah. Oh, he's the greatest Mister Darcy there ever was. Yeah. See, yeah, that's why I kind of like Sense and Sensibility because it's kind of the anti Darcys that win. Yes, Darcy yeah. in uh, Pride and Prejudice is yeah, sort of. The cavalier kind of dickish guy who kind of negs her and all this stuff, and, and then, then so she's so in word. love with him, and 
Yeah, no, 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 no. no I'll, I'll go with Hugh Grant. He's cool. And what Sin Sensibility is an Angley film, isn't one, it? It's beautiful. It won the Oscar, didn't it? No, it did not. Oh, it didn't. Uh, for this year, Nicolas Cage won for Leaving Las Vegas. Yep. John Travolta for Get Shorty. Best, best actor musical or comedy. Really? Mm. Yep. Uh, it's, it's, this, was on his, this is on his way back up. Yes. Like Sharon Stone, uh, best actress, Casino. Right. She's really good now. Yeah. Uh, best actress, musical or comedy, Nicole Kidman to die for. Yes. That, I forgot yeah. how much I love she that movie. She is good in that. It's, she that is kills a it in that movie. movie. Is, that a, is that a comedy? It's a Joel Schumacher. It's a black comedy. It's okay. really good. I only saw it once, but at the time I was just like, this is that where Joaquin Phoenix hot. became kind of big Yeah, kind of. That's sort of one of his breakfasts. The only Gus Van Sant movie for. I like. Oh, it's <laughs> Gus Van Sant, not Joel Schumacher. Best sorry. director, Mel Gibson. Uh, <laughs> of course, Braveheart. 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 Is this that, Golden Globes or Golden Globes? This is Golden Globes. Yeah, well, it's still, it'll be count. a preview of the Oscars we'll be talking about yeah, in two best months. Best musical or comedy, Babe. All right. Damn right. Best foreign language film, uh, Less Miserables. Less Miserables. Yeah. Yes. Miserables. That was a joke. Right. I strive uh, to be less miserable. Right. What about it's TV? not musical. <laughs> uh, original score, Walk in the Clouds. Original song, Colors of the Wind by Vanessa Williams for Pocahontas. Pocahontas. <laughs> Uh, best Supporting Actor Brad Pitt 12 Monkeys yeah, yeah, right. okay. That's, I remember this actually yes because I, I really love 12 Monkeys he still hasn't got that Oscar we no. talked about it uh, I think deserve it. in the first or second episode of 302010 we talked mm-hmm. a little bit about 12 Monkeys uh, Best Supporting Actress Mighty Aphrodite and yeah. Mira Sorvino yeah. Yeah. wow and then I mean, you that, get into TV this really did mirror the Oscars yeah, yeah I'm sure it's just like Okay, TV, Best Actor, Jimmy Smith's NYPD Blue. Okay. Best Actor, uh, Musical or Comedy Series, Kelsey Grammer Frazier. Of okay. course. Best you Actor, Miniseries or Television, Gary Sinise Truman. Yeah. Ah, I remember that, that, that HBO yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Um, best Actress, Drama, Jane Seymour, Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman. Of course, who could forget? Tilly <laughs> Anderson was nominated, just so you know. Uh, best Actress, Musical or Comedy, Sybil Shepard, Sybil. Sybil, oh, fuck. Wow. That was a really good show. I, so would you was... say Sybil is the winner? <laughs> What's a horrible joke? I I feel bad for Sybil. Mm-hmm. She's had problems. Weird, well, she's had problems, but that that show I felt bad because it was like this is it, it's called Sybil. This is going to be her. You yeah. know, it's her show. Mm-hmm. And it, oh, they, the other actress, Christine, Christine Baranski stole that show well, she every minute rules. of she, the yeah. day. Christine Baranski's the greatest. She's yeah. but she's also the kind like Sybil was a movie star in the seventies, while Christine Baranski was a Broadway actress. Like mm-hmm. she wasn't te- she wasn't movie pretty, even TV pretty. The Birdcage. Sorry, I just saw uh, it. She's she's yeah. amazing in that. She mm-hmm. was just in, and by just I guess I mean last year, the uh, Into the Woods really? adaptation. I haven't seen her yeah, in she's years. The evil. Yeah. Stepmother of Cinderella. Nice. Yeah. Best actress, miniseries or TV, Jessica Lange's True Car Name Desire. Oh. Best series, drama, Party of Five. Ah, <laughs> it, be, it beat ER. <laughs> Tele- television dramas were not good in the 90s. I, it just, how, how little television dramas actually hold up nowadays. Mm-hmm. Do, we, yeah. do we comfortably go and watch any television dramas from... X Files is X-Files the easiest I one to go back exception. to, but I wouldn't watch Party of Five. They like or... don't repeat them. I don't I know get, where yeah. Party of Five I could watch that. Yeah, who would play Party of Five? Or... Lifetime has original yeah. programming now. They don't need yeah. it. Uh, best series, musical or comedy, Sybil. Oh. Best miniseries or TV film, Indictment, the McMartin Martin Trial. trial. Yes, oh, the wrongly wow. accused family of pedophiles starring James Woods. Another HBO film. Wow. Hey. Mm-hmm. You were watching HBO a lot. I was. Six. I uh, pirated it. Also, I want to say Sybil is Chuck Lorre's first or second show. Huh. I think he worked on uh, no, yeah. He said he worked on Roseanne. Or Roseanne oh, yeah, 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 but as a, as a like, as creator, a creator. showrunner. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, finally, Best Supporting Actor, miniseries, Donald Sutherland, Citizen X. 
Oh, I don't remember that. that one. What was that? That was it's another HBO film. Yeah, it was another HBO. I want to say Stephen Ray was in it, and there. Or no, that's, maybe that's called already, Comrade. HBO was already taking over the yep. TV awards even yeah, back they then. Were. Yeah, because that was like all I was watching at this point. HBO introduced me to serialized drama and mm-hmm. uh, biopics. Ah, and finally, uh, Best Supporting Actress miniseries or TV film, uh, Shirley Knight for Indictment to Make Martin Child. Yeah. Uh, Lisa Kudrow was nominated for Friends. Speaking <laughs> of Friends. Who is the greatest? Uh, we're going to be talking about Friends in the ne- this episode and the next one, but they had Why? two big episodes. Well, this week's episode was the one with the lesbian wedding. Which that is the title of it. In case you didn't know, friends were always called the one with yeah, like, yeah. and uh, as a running joke on the show in the first seasons was that Ross was left by his wife for a woman, and his woman and his wife became uh-huh, a you're lesbian. Of a man, Ross. I know uh-huh. that was it was it was an emasculating joke on the show. And uh-huh. so, it has nothing to do with her. It's happened to me it's three times, Ross. No big deal. And his new I don't mind being the last mistake. And his wife's new uh, girlfriend also hated Ross and and was edged up on the man-hating lesbian role. Uh, and then this episode starts with... Um, I've got some news. It's about us. Oh, you and me? Uh, no. Susan and me. The other us. Take that, Ross. Okay. We're, uh... We're getting married. <laughs> the audience reactions. But how? As in, I now pronounce you wife and wife, Mary? <laughs> there should be so many boring anyway, sound like effects. we'd like you to come, but we totally understand if you don't want to. Yeah. Well, why wouldn't I want to come? I had fun at the first wedding. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, where, where could one legally get married in 1996? Uh, nowhere in America. Yeah. It was not legal anywhere in America. I think right. it was briefly legal in Hawaii. Like, there were right. all those Hawaii gay marriage jokes on the hackiest... If you wanted to see hacky jokes, that will tell you where things were gay or where gay rights were because they're like, that would be every hacky joke on, on show. I, I think Tyler just rewatched all of Friends and like, it is wow. it is 80% gay jokes. Yes. Like, yeah. Are you gay or this gay? It's, I think Ross is gay. What the, yeah. And so this was not the first uh, wedding, uh, gay wedding on television. There was... One on Roseanne before yes. that with uh, her mother Susan Saran. I thought it was uh, Su- no, sorry Sarah Bern- uh, Sandra Bernhardt. Sandra Bernhardt. I thought it was Sandra Bernhardt. Yeah, Jackie. Girlfriend. No, not Jackie. She uh, she wasn't revealed to be gay until the end of the show. Oh, yeah. Okay, but her sister. Yeah, but anyway, uh, the other the big deals about this was that it they thought they'd be censored a lot more, but it only. Only two networks uh, refused to air it. It was I forgot. in Port Arthur, Texas, oh, and Lima, Ohio. Those are the two places. Color me shocked. I ain't, I ain't doing it. I, I do remember because like the Ellen kiss predates this, doesn't it? Uh, no, Ellen was not out at this nope. time yet. No, that really? Was like 98 or something. Okay, because I remember... Not out as in out of the closet or out as in the show was not out on TV? It was out on TV. Okay. The show not was on TV. Oh, okay. <laughs> because, because I do remember that. People were like, we're pulling it. Like, mm-hmm. I just, it's weird to be- believe we grew up during those times. I want to know what they put on instead. Is it, ju- <laughs> is it just a picture of like... Battle of the Network stars. It's a picture of Jesus. <laughs> yeah, well, is, it just, <laughs> is it just a picture of the nearest church? Like, they probably just replayed the previous... They're like, Seinfeld again. Just have more Seinfeld. Yeah, like, probably, yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, I lived where I lived in Florida for the first two seasons. They wouldn't air LAPD Blue because like this is too dirty for television. NYPD Blue, the Los Angeles spinoff. Oh, okay. They only aired it in Florida. The only other, okay, the other big deal in this episode was that the 
The wedding was uh, officiated by Candace Gingrich, a, uh, a gay rights oh, activist yeah. who was the Newt sister Gingrich. or is the sister of Newt Gingrich, who at the time was He's a monster. He is a monster <laughs> from one, a place I grew up in, Cobb County, Florida. Mm-hmm. But he's but yeah, he was Speaker of the House. He then. was Speaker of the House. Yeah, he started the Contract he? of America, where he was talking about uh, you know all these. All, all these family values while having sex with at least one mistress, I think. Yes. Like mm-hmm. Divorcing his cancer-ridden wife on his if, on deathbed. Like, yeah, see you later. Family yeah, values. Boy, yep. what, a, what a hero. What a great guy. <laughs> um, really quick for games. Uh, again, January. Like yes. We didn't really talk about it in 86 because games in January 86 is mm. like a tumbleweed. But <laughs> in 96, uh, the, PS- tumbleweed. the PS1 was out. And granted, there's not much this week to speak of, but only... Only Brett kids will get this. Uh, <laughs> the uh, PS1 demo disc that it launched with mm-hmm. on September 995 uh, had a lot of trailers for random games, one of which was a 2D shooter called Philosima. And it was there were some playable demos on the disc, mm-hmm. and then there were some that were just like CG trailers that were just like an MPEG. Yeah. And like, this game's coming sometime, who knows when. And one of these was Philosima, which is the shooter. But I think this is what was on the demo disc and it's just a weird like slow burn like Sony Computer Entertainment presents <laughs> and this is it's important I guess contextualize this a little with like it sounds like music by John Carpenter mm-hmm. it's trying real hard Future Fighter A-37 Strega it is going to take two and a half Whoa. minutes to <sighs> just to just get across the idea of a 2D shooter, once all this pomp and circumstance mm-hmm. is gone, it is a... It's life force. It's every shooter you've ever played, <laughs> mm-hmm. but with like ugly FMV backgrounds. Facebook notifications. Uh, it's Gchat. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it takes two and a half minutes to get there. And it's just like random footage of like... Are oh, you still playing the clip? I started it over. An emergency call from the planet is received. Like, something. A lot of... Imp- no way to even know what's happening... Familiar. In these cutscenes, they've just, begun to see signs. It's like and movements. It's just like spaceships <laughs> and bugs just and just shapes. And now Strega is out on a sudden mission. Strega. But at the time, all this FMV stuff was really impressive. Yeah. Even though it didn't, it doesn't make God, any. You can see it. Doesn't make any sense. Did this game ever come out? Yes, it did. So, oh, okay. so I mostly remember this because of the very end. Can you survive? Philosophy. Philosophy. <laughs> wow. Jeez. Like, two and a half minutes. And then when you play it, it's like left to right scrolling shooter. Yeah. That, that <laughs> tries to do different things. So like it'll, then it'll turn three quarters mm-hmm. and then it'll be scrolling right to left and then it'll be a vertical scroll. Like it was hmm. just a shooter trying to do a bunch of different stuff, but the backgrounds were like weird FMV backgrounds that your ship was on top of. Hmm. It's a weird game. Not remarkable in any way. But it was the only game that came out this week. Um, oh, I forgot to mention, too, the other strange thing in the lesbian wedding episode is that, well, not strange, but it shows you how far we've come in 20 years. They were, there was barely discussion of, like, can these two kiss when they get married? Absolutely not. Like, mm. a Roseanne did have a woman-on-woman kiss, but it was not romantic, or it was only one-sided That's romantic. Was it was not reciprocally romantic between right. two characters. Lord Dern? Yeah, uh, no, it was, it was an unfamous was Ellen. Ellen. Not no, all that famous. Uh, uh, Mariel Hemingway? Yeah, I think yes, yeah, it was Mariel Hemingway. Sorry, right. Lord yeah. was Ellen. Yeah, uh, who but, would later uh, go on to kiss ladies in the sex monster, the Michael Bender film that we all remember. Oh, it's awful. Uh, that message was from Grimm, by the way. Uh, so Grimm is now officially in an episode of uh, 3022. Attaboy, so, uh, Mickey. Oh, he's typing. What's he going to say? Better be good. 
Philosomer. <laughs> so you guys talking about Philosomer? Can I come over? Uh, he did send me a tweet that just happened where former Red Power Ranger has been charged yep. for killing his roommate with a samurai sword. Yep. What? That's, that's one day ago not today. Our, not our no. generation. Power Rangers Wild Ranger. Force. Right. Huh? Anyone? Wild Force? Hey, I care less now. <laughs> and taking us out of the 90s, uh, for music, number one is still Mariah Carey and Boys to Men, uh, which we played last week. Unbeatable, man. Boo. Still at that funeral, huh? Yeah, yeah, and we talked about uh, like the boys to men. There's always the guy apologizing, and always I'm the sorry. guy. I'm sorry you're in heaven and looking down on me. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but around this same time, uh, one song that was tearing it up <laughs> is Lavouche, "Be My Lover." This is this is Elson's domain exclusively. Dude, I was you so into love this. this kind of music. I really do. <laughs> in a non-ironic way, uh huh, eh. Lover gonna be my lover gonna be my lover Donald Glover. Uh, first released <laughs> in uh, 1994. Or, wait, recorded in 1994. Really? Uh, but released, remixed released, to perfection. Well, released in 95, and then finally started charting mm-hmm. in very early 96. So it was probably on the radio. And uh, I would think it was a European. I would bet yeah. it was a hit in Europe, and yeah. then came to America through yeah. the E Network. I no doubt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, we'll go out with a little uh, Labouche, Be My Lover, and uh, we'll be back with more 2006. All the ships at sea. This is Diana's classic corner, where we look back even farther into the past. This week, the third week of January, fifty years ago this week, nineteen sixty-six, we have the classic movie I've always wanted to talk about: The Ghosted Mister Chicken, starring Don Knotts. No, not really. I mean, it did come out this week. I don't want to talk about it. I uh, really want to talk about Our Man Flint, starring James Coburn. It's a great James Bond parody, goofy, weird sort of thing. It's like where 40% of Austin Powers comes from right there. Uh, It's fun. I recommend it. And then going even farther back into the past, January 21st, 1941, 75 years ago this week, High Sierra, starring Humphrey Bogart and Ida Lupino. It's kind of the movie that turned Humphrey Bogart into Humphrey Bogart, where he's, you know, a criminal, but he also sort of has a soft heart of gold side. It's a good early noir. If you're into film noir, I would recommend it. And that's about it for this week. Stay classic. The summer is coming. Mind your head. On June 4th, old friends return. Ridiculous. New dangers await. And the prisoner of Azkaban escapes. Harry Potter and the prisoner of Azkaban. Housekeeping. This film is not yet rated. I'll come back later. 30 down at the bottom. 
30 mo at the top, all invisible set and little ice cube blocks. If they call it a drink, call it a smile on the rocks. If they call out a price, let's say I call out a lot. I got like platinum and white clothes, traditional gold. I'm changing grills every day, like J change clothes. I might be grilled out nicely in my white tee on South Beach in my white B. And if you didn't know who that was, you knew nope. when he gave us the, oh, that is Nelly. Nelly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Grills featuring Paul Wall and Alien Gip. Gip? I don't know who that is. And, and more importantly, I feel like Diana's classic segment gave short shrift to Ghost of Mr. Chicken, <laughs> which I just rewatched in my beautiful <gasps> Where did that come from? Don Knotts wow. collection. Uh, yes, I have, I have that. I want to see if you can name any of the movies in this Don Knotts collection, because they all sound like... Simpsons uh, names for comedy, comedy <laughs> movies. Yeah, Incredible Mr. Olympia. No, that is not. That's, that's a Warner Brothers. This is a Universal film. That's yeah. a Warner Brothers. Because for some reason, I grew up watching a ton of Don Knotts films. Apple Dumpling Gang, uh, yeah. Love Bug sequel. Are you 75 I years old? I don't know. Old? I'm not. I'm younger than Diana. But The Ghost of Mr. Chicken. Right. The Reluctant Astronaut. Oh, yeah. The Shakiest God in the, gun in the West <laughs> is on here. Oh, yeah. As well as, and I love this. It's the only one with an MPA rating for some reason. Right. The Love God? It has a question mark in it. Uh, <laughs> the president's neck is missing? Yes. Uh, Don Knotts was West. an absolute treasure. Shares yeah. my birthday. Great Does guy. he really? Yeah. yeah. That's great. Yep. We'll see him above. Yep. Him and Robin Williams. So it's a good day for funny people. I think I got Let's a, stop the conversation I think, there. I think <laughs> I got, I, no, because I think I got a blowjob from his granddaughter. Don Knotts? <laughs> I'm um, not joking. All right. <laughs> Trudy Knotts? <laughs> uh, anyway, so, Nelly, yes, uh, Nelly. Nelly uh, this is the number one, number one song of the week in 2006. I've never heard this in my life. Saint, but he's St. Louis's own Nelly. He is St. Louis, uh, St. Louis guy, but uh, which, I mean, yeah, Nelly was big when around 2000, obviously, because uh, I grew up around St. Louis, so... Uh, but by this point, I was in I was in California, and I was so plugged at, unplugged from what was going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned before, it's, like it's, I just got to California like a month before, so I don't have a car. It's, it's, I don't hear the radio. I don't I don't go anywhere. It is strange. Like just just not having a car has lessened my no radio perception at all. I have no idea. That yeah. was the only thing keeping me in touch. Yeah, like just, having a car with a commute and a radio. Yeah, just sold our car, so I'm like, how will I know? <laughs> But how will I know when there's a new hit song? <laughs> uh, that song's going to come up in a future episode. Get ready. Yep. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we'll talk a little bit more music as we head, as we take us out of the show. But 2006 TV, the 63rd Golden Globes. <laughs> oh, gross. Um, so The Office won a bunch of stuff. Uh, January 16th, uh, Brokeback Mountain... Oh yeah, uh, just italicized his Brokeback Mountain Walk the Line. Those are just all the waiters. Brokeback won, so Brokeback Mountain won for best drama. Walk the Line won for best comedy slash musical. Ugh, what uh, a dumb category. Philip Seymour Hoffman and Felicity Huffman won the t- lead actors, which they would go on to do uh, the Oscars as well. Though Brokeback was quite Wait. the upset by losing. Felicity Huffman didn't win. She didn't win. She was nominated though. Wait, for, no, uh, Trans America. For, for Trans America. Yeah, I thought that's what I thought she won. No, nah, Reese Witherspoon won. Oh damn! Oh, that's right. Well, we'll yeah. get to the Oscars in a couple weeks. Uh, <laughs> But it broke back, would also not win. Uh, and Woo-hoo. then Lost and Desperate Housewives were the big winners on the TV side. And Steve Carell for, for The Office, as usual. Right. But yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman is that guy. And then oh, Felicity Huffman, only her career is dead. So, it's <laughs> yeah, so supporting actress Rachel Weiss, Constant Gardner. Right. Mm-hmm. 
She won the Oscar too. Yeah. Uh, Felicity Huffman, Reese Witherspoon mm-hmm. uh, for uh, Walk the Line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Boom. I mean, it's, uh, that always bugs me just because it's like casting did ninety five percent of the job for her. She's <laughs> good casting as June Carter Cash. So yeah, I I am I love Johnny Cash so much. He's a fellow Arkansan. Love yeah. love love Johnny Cash. That movie's like only okay. Like, it's did Ang like, Lee yeah. have a movie between Hulk and Brokeback Mountain? Um, I, I don't know. Yes. I just can't believe going from like, well, this was a mess, <laughs> to I'm now the I best director. I also, it's a big deal that he got see. that because a bunch of like high-profile gay directors, including Gus Van Zandt, have been working to make Brokeback Mountain the film. He did not. I'm so, not. I'm so not. glad he did not. Ang Lee's was a million times better than that. Yeah, and, and uh, Ang Lee beat out Woody Allen. Woody Allen. George Clooney, Peter Jackson for King Kong, uh, Fernando Mireles for Constant Gardner, and Steven Spielberg for Munich. Clooney for That's Good Night and Good Luck that year? Yes. That, yeah. Well, it was also Sirianni. He, got, he, he won oh, the yeah, best. Oh, yeah, he won for Sirianni. Re- this is Oscar talk. I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> uh, anyway. I love Good Night and Good Luck, though. That yeah, movie is fantastic. Um, I love also that on TV, too. Henry, you mentioned uh, Boondocks Return of the King. Uh, so this, yeah. Whoa, okay. All right. So All right. Time for, Get the kids out of the room. <laughs> time for Martin Luther King Day. Uh, Boondocks is always a controversial show about race in America based on and create, from the cartoonist Aaron McRuder did the cartoon then did the show so this episode presupposes that instead of dying when he was shot Martin Luther King went into a coma for 40 years came out and now is reflecting on modern day America and 80 what uh yeah he would have been 80 like he he wouldn't he's not too old to be dead now if he had not been shot like he he could still be alive but there were some funny bits in it like how I only found one clip we'll get to that in a second but (laughs) one of the things was he his his life film was about was came out like September 10th of mm-hmm. 2001 in the story and then he's on politically incorrect and gets people pissed off by saying you should turn the other cheek after 9/11 and then the world hated him for that and he became kind of a pariah then it ends with you know in a way mm. so you guys also know boondocks a lot of time yeah. it mm-hmm. it it's not just about how society fucks with black people it's also Magruder commenting on his own... And I love Aaron Magruder. Yeah. Yeah, it's also about black culture fucking over black culture. Yeah. I mean, he goes so far out of his way to talk about BET and what shit it is. (laughs) Like, every episode. So So funny. The the rap character in the show, like... Uh, uh, Gangs Delicious? Gangs Delicious. Fucking hilarious. That people have to throw a chair to start a fight once you throw a chair. (laughs) It has so many funny bits in it, but... So this one ended with... Uh, Martin Luther King doing a very long screed about how disappointed he is in what black America is today and how Are we going to play that clip? And he says the N-word about 70 times and the <laughs> You're it, I, all acting like a bunch of N-words. Uh, you got to watch oh. it all. So this clip I have is the only sentences in that speech that don't have the N-word. <laughs> so it's a very short clip. Yes. Uh, all right. Black entertainment television. <laughs> what I say? <laughs> is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. And now I'd like to talk about soul playing. I guess I'm glad you didn't play the... Because we watched that clip and like, not only could this get uncomfortable on the air... It's like when I hear when I hear white people quote back a Chris Rock routine. Oh my yeah. god, that's what the whole speech feels like. And like, it, it, but it is Magruder doing like it, it's, yeah. that's what's weird. It's Magruder doing it. It's a bad Chris Rock routine as given, uh, lecturized by Bill Cosby. Mm-hmm. Like 
pre-rape when he would just lecture black people all the time and like mm-hmm. Bill Cosby Bull was all of a sudden an authority on youth yeah. Uh, right. no it's yeah I think I read an interview with Chris Rock where he really re- he didn't really regret it but he definitely wasn't happy with how his black people versus n-words bit became things for other white people to say like oh see they don't like n-words yeah. either and I can uh-huh. say it too and he's and that was not Chris I, Rock's point it, right. even in I guess I should barely weigh in on this. I was in Safeway a couple of years ago, and I, a, you know, a black teenager was mm-hmm. saying all that routine to his friends who clearly couldn't. And like, I'm like, you, you're like five minutes into this. You need to stop. Like, this is a Chris Rock routine. <laughs> yeah. And this is not an actual opinion you should hold in like 2014 when I heard him doing it. It, it infuriated me to hear. Well, that. when I was in high school, I knew one guy who I thought was so funny because he had these. Such hilarious thoughts all the time. And then I watched Dave Chappelle's HBO special from 2003, or two, no, from 99. I was like, oh, this is all his thoughts. Like, he just, he's just been telling me Dave Chappelle bits. My Never time. met a baby that sold crack. <laughs> <laughs> We've all got one penis we wish we didn't suck. <laughs> anyway, and the episode ends with uh, Martin Luther King going back to Canada. But, uh, <laughs> he says, like, I'm not going there with you. I'm going to Canada. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and running it over MLK weekend. Yeah, yep. It was oh, a heavy ass episode. It was a, I just sat there with my jaw open. Yeah. Going, you have the balls, yeah. the size of cathedral bells, young man. <laughs> well, they, even, they, even when you were playing it in your house, I was like, "You had it really loud." I'm like, <laughs> "This has to be in other people's windows right now." Yeah, <laughs> with out of context, I can't even imagine what somebody thinks. <laughs> On uh, news, I this is a small bit, but it, it tickled my. Oh wait, did they, did they pull the episode from rotation? I believe for yeah. the Martin Luther King episode because yeah. I've never seen it. It was not well received. Yeah, uh, I would just, I'm sure it's I on the DVD, so but like, yeah, you can't, you couldn't see it rerun on Adult Swim after a while. Yeah, well, and the fact that I mean, because it's animated, you think they worked on this for a year. Yeah. <laughs> they got to record the voices. All those, you know, animators got to work on drawing all this. How many people are involved to make this thing that is built <laughs> to ins- just? insult yeah. everybody and then the vo like can we do that part again in the middle uh, the whole middle part <laughs> you know you know the part that i'm talking about i do i, I do. need you to do that all again it's when my voice is waving I al love, sharpton uh, was very al sharpton was not happy with oh, yeah, thing. Thing. yeah um one quick bit of news that tickled my fancy was uh january 19th 2006 and this is i don't know this i think this is really cool nasa launches the New Horizons probe mm. bound for Pluto. Oh. Mm-hmm. It just got there. Mm-hmm. Did it really? Oh, yeah. All those pictures of Pluto from last oh, year. Wow. Where I was like, oh, look, Pluto has a heart on it. And look at all these these cute, these, these yeah. amazing Pluto photos. Pluto has a heart on. Heart on Ooh. it. Yeah. On Seriously, it. like a month or two ago. Yeah. yeah. It, uh, wow. it was launched 10 years ago. Wow. wow. Mission to Mars, everybody. So, that, I, so I could have been on that flight. You could still be alive no. if you can survive. Your bones would be the there. Back I don't want to come back. Or... That's ridiculous. How many vacations have you gone? I'm like, it sucks. I got to go back. I'm in Pluto now. I will I don't say, need uh, you people. I, I love like reading about that and Voyager and anything that's that far out. I, I love reading about those mm-hmm. things because uh, there's a really cool book uh, called Manifold Space by uh, <laughs> I forget the guy's name. I think the last name's Baxter. But any book that's about like trying to realistically depict like, well, no. It'll take a while to get out of our solar system. We don't have light speed, any of that sci-fi horse shit. Mm-hmm. Instead, it's like, no, it'll be this really boring thing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they get out there, and just the description of, like... Because it's very hard to conceptualize. Like, oh, yeah, we got nine planets, whatever. And it's like, well, yeah, but here's what's in between Pluto and the next thing you'll encounter because mm-hmm. it's just nothing. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the next thing is going to be 
this thing, and then there's this the the Kuiper Belt, and then outside of that is the yeah. the, the heliosphere, and then once you get outside of that, you're gonna and Voyager's like the first thing that made it outside of all of that shit, and I think is now actually an interstellar space. Well, I'll mm-hmm. come back soon enough as V'ger. As V'ger. thank you very much, Henry. But, <laughs> I was uh, for but that. even even if we had light speed, it would take yeah. years to get to some of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I just uh, I just love this in terms of like American policy because it seems like there's so many problems that we could fix by instituting things ten years that take ten years to accomplish, but we never want to, <laughs> yeah. except for space stuff. There, like I always would get so excited about that as a kid. Like you'll find out the results of this in fifteen years. Like <laughs> yeah, okay. They'll have made six Hobbit movies. By okay. Then. <laughs> Jesus. Um, and this is kind of blowing through the 2006 stuff. Uh, movies. Uh, Glory Road is number one. A sports drama about the 1966 NCAA Men's Division One basketball champion. Denzel Washington? No. You're thinking of oh, uh, Remember the Remember Titans. Remember the Titans. This is Around a white time. dude. Yeah, it's about, uh, guess what? It's about a white guy that teaches black people to like white people uh, <laughs> via the via sports. And it continues to work. We bring out one of those every year. Uh, I know. Eh, eh. We're the Best. We really are. It starred the guy who's no, not the fuck. Josh something. It was the guy who's like fuck it. Who cares? Uh, also, oh, okay. this week, uh, January twentieth, released Be Josh week. Lucas okay. uh, oh, was okay. Underworld Evolution. Yeah, that one I saw. <laughs> the second, the second chronologically third installment of yeah. the Underworld series. Wait, why is uh, that? Well, because there would later be a prequel starring Michael Sheen uh, in his role. So look. I know Michael these films Sheen are... in vampire movies is my favorite thing. As the star of the action, uh, Kate Beckinsale looks yep. great in these movies. Oh yeah, I saw the first one on a date and was like, "That's fine, let's make out." And then <laughs> after that, it fell off the planet. And then meanwhile, the dude she was like in it with was pretty much Scott Staff, like uh, from Creed, but not really. But yeah, that, yeah, so as a kid, not well, and then by kid I mean as a twenty something, as a twenty three year old, I. I got into these because I played Vampire the Masquerade a lot, the tabletop oh, RPG. Oh, this was totally Vampire the Masquerade, and it the movies. And 1,000% ripped it off. And yeah. it was about vampires fighting lichens, not werewolves, right. lichens. Right. And the first one's famous because, it, well, Hollywood Babylon type famous because Kate Beckinsdale was dating Michael Sheen and then left him for the director, Len Wiseman, mm-hmm. during filmmaking. And they're still married, and she exclusively does movies, horrible movies that that man does. Yes. Just the worst. So this first film ended with the... With a werewolf hooking up with a vampire for the first time ever. Yowza. And and Bill Nye's character being reawakened. Bill Nye? Yeah. The science guy. Bill Bill Nye, the science guy. And then this one is about when a vampire... Loves a woman. When a vampire when a vampire drank werewolf blood and kills people, and it's it is cheaper and uglier and has a bad sex scene in it. It's just very empty. And then when they made a third one, they couldn't even get Beckinsdale back, but they just hired a woman who's like looks ninety percent like her, which fits anyway with the timeline because Michael Sheen's character, who isn't in this movie because he died in one, he was in love with Kate Beckinsdale's character because she looked like his old girlfriend mm, in the past but anyway I thought we were the, talking the only, about a trilogy of blue playstation cutscenes yeah, also the, I, the only nice thing I have to say about uh, evolution any of them really I, I do like that they don't cover up that they're in eastern Europe Mm, yeah. It's yeah. like you're clearly filming in Czech Republic or, or Romania or something. And they, they're just like, yeah, we all live here in Prague. Uh, we all speak English for reasons. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, yeah. There was a thing where uh, they, made a, they made a third one, and then I don't think Kate Beckinsale was even in it. 
Nope. But then yeah, she came back Rise for of the Lichens. But then she came back for the fourth one. Yeah. It's it has uh, a Resident Evil arc to it. Yeah, it really does. Well, a, married, they, a married team of director and star well, and disappear they, for a little they bit. They always have Lilu in those movies. She was diminished in in like the, one of them, yeah, right? And then she came back when her husband came back to direct. Ah. Uh, hmm. uh, but yeah, the I think the weird thing in Rise of the Lichens is that they also make it kind of a parable for slavery, except the Lichens are the slaves to the vampires in 1200 AD, and it's, mm. uh, it's, it's not good. We'll talk about it no, more no, no. when we talk about Oscars, I know. Yes. I know. <laughs> uh, that pretty much wraps up the show uh, for man, the 2006. sucks. When does Departed come out? Uh, God damn it. It's a long time, man. <laughs> not a lot happened. 2006 next week won't get any better. Everybody's yeah. waking up. It's, uh, it's getting January. woke. Um but yeah, uh, thirty twenty ten. On please uh, give us a rating on iTunes, a review, yeah, uh, share it with your friends. That's that'd be the nicest thing you could do at this moment. And also uh, do the game music podcast VG Empire. We recently did a, imp- a impenetrable episode about a Japanese only two uh, D shooter game. <laughs> Beautiful but, shooter uh, though. Uh, great music. And then, like I mentioned last time, we did an, uh, just did our episode about Undertale. We've done episodes on everything from Castlevania, Mario stuff, Zelda. Obscure things, known things, but check it out at VGEmpire.com. And Laser Time, the Laser Time podcast. The podcast that started it all and feels less necessary Woo. the more we do shows like this and Talking Simpsons. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, we uh, we did just have an episode to celebrate the life and work of Alan Rickman and uh, David Bowie. Like, like, I like that we, we did on Bonus Time, our Patreon-exclusive podcast. That was like the immediate Bowie reaction of that day. And then the other one we decided on Laser Time, it's a little more of a comedic look. Look at... David so Bowie funny. influencing yes. where he influenced yeah. comedy the dude fucking embraced comedy in a really fun way and mm-hmm. uh, I love the I love David Bowie parodies I, we didn't even get to the Sif and Ollie one which is we funny did not, yeah. uh, and then well you should have an X-Files episode coming up yes. for you, uh, next Ooh. week the show's coming back to television and there's also Talking Simpsons the weekly podcast where we go through what happened that week in the when an episode of The Simpsons came out we're halfway through season two now just did uh, Homer versus Lisa in the Eighth Commandment, a classic. Mm-hmm. And I also do a comic book podcast, Cape Crisis. If you enjoy comic books, listen to that. Mm-hmm. And uh, my husband, Michael, does a video game apocalypse, a video game only general what's going on, what's coming out, best of. It's super fun if you like video games. I don't. That's why I'm here instead of there. <laughs> Talk about and, uh, movies. Yep. And oh, talking about movies, uh, I'm also on Twitter now at listenanerd.com. Or I always say dot com. Listenanerd. At Listenanerd, uh, where I give uh, recommendations on classic movies. If yeah. you want to learn how to get into classic movies, it's not Lucina Nerd. That's another guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we, take it, we end the show with a birthday quiz. Uh, oh, I don't okay. know what I wrote here, so. Uh, Birthdays this week, uh, 15th to the 21st, include Benny Hill. Yay! <laughs> uh, who has died in 1992. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also had Gina Davis, Hakeem Olajuwon, em- Emma Bunton, Aaliyah. But, here's for the quiz. Uh, born in Florida, Ooh. 1981. Not Burt Reynolds. A recording artist who adopted the name of an animal. Had a duet with Kesha that was a huge 2013 hit. Pitbull. It is Pitbull! Whoa! Uh, yeah, we just watched him count down New Year's Eve with us. Yeah, yeah. it's quite a rocky New Year's Eve for my own. Uh, this is, I think, the last song uh, that uh, Kesha uh, was out because she's suing, uh, I think it's Sony or... Somebody for sexual harassment, yeah. Yeah, she's uh, quite a story behind Kesha now. But uh, yeah, yeah, this song was 2013, but... Uh, Happy birthday, Pitbull. Pitbull is however old he is. Um, he shares the same birthday with Martin Luther King. <laughs> And Skrillex. <laughs> they all have the same birthday. But 81, I guess he's 35. Yeah, he's uh, 
All right, that's enough of you. Uh, I actually, I can't help it. I really do like that song. But uh, yeah, that's the end of the show. Uh, taking us out musically, though, uh, we talked about Grills by Nelly uh, and how I hadn't heard it and whatever. But uh, also this same week, January 17th, 2006, an album released Everything is Possible, the very best of living color. <laughs> Which includes Cult of Personality. And yeah, when would part one song? Hit. When yeah. would we ever get to play Cult of Personality? One so, hit. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how they got a whole very best of, but hey, maybe they we'll played, learn something. They played CM Punk to the Ring at WrestleMania 30. Three of them are Cult of Personality We reprise. made it so far without wrestling. <laughs> Motherfuck. I'm done. done. Uh, play no, the song. I'm I, can it. I can edit it out.